0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. He comes to judge the nations, a terror to his foes, a light of consolation and blessed hope to those who love the Lord's appearing. O glorious Son, now come, send forth thy beams so most cheering, and guide us safely home. Amen. today's gospel lesson focuses on the end of the world and on the signs which accompany that end and while these events may seem scary jesus tells us christians something different jesus tells us to look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near christ in the gospel lesson tells us not to be distressed worried or bothered by the signs which precede the end of the world. On the contrary, we should look up, we should expect all good, and we should look forward to the end, because that is the time, the coming of our redemption. There is an Old Testament prophecy that captures the feelings and the desires that we Christians have. As we expect the end of all things. This prophecy will be the basis of our meditation this morning. It is from the Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verses 8 to 14. The voice of my beloved, behold, he comes, leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag behold he stands behind our wall he is looking through the windows gazing through the lattice my beloved spoke and said to me rise up my love my fair one and come away for lo the winter is past the rain is over and gone the flowers appear on the earth the time of singing has come and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land The fig tree puts forth her green figs, and the vines with the tender grapes give a good smell. Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. O my dove, in the clefts of the rock, in the secret places of the cliff, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Today, we will meditate upon this prophecy from the Song of Solomon, chapter 2. As we will see, the bridegroom, Christ, loves his bride, the church, in strength, in speech, and in succor. The bridegroom loves his bride in strength. Our text says, Behold, he comes leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills, My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. What an image this is of our Lord, our bridegroom. He is not some milksop millennial whining and crying about injustice while sitting in his heavenly Father's basement. He's not some pale Galilean whose breath makes the world gray as the poet Swinburne affirms. No, this is a powerful, almighty husband. He leaps upon the mountains, and he skips upon the hills. The iron mountains, which stand the test of time, are no obstacle to Christ. The hills, which we pantingly surmount, are as nothing to him. He is strong, and he is swift, as a gazelle or as a young stag. What is arduous or impossible for us is a straight and smooth path for him. He is not only strong, but he comes with all speed to his beloved bride, his church. What a beautiful, comforting passage this is. The Lord, in his resurrected might, does not allow anything to stand between him and his blood-bought bride. St. Paul asks, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress Or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword and this rhetorical question is answered by this earthy image of Christ running and leaping to our aid nothing shall separate us from the love of our dear Head. what obstacle is there are there these mountains of sin raised by the volcanic and tumultuous sinful passions of our heart Christ leaps over them in a single bound. Are these hills of earthly cares and concerns? Christ skips over each and every one of them without slowing down. There is no power in this universe which can keep Christ from you. He loves you, and he has the power to be present with you today. And he has the power to come again in all of his glory to take you to the celestial reception hall. Do not fear, dear bride. Your husband and Lord longingly runs to you in his almighty strength and his unfailing endurance. The bridegroom also loves his bride in speech. My beloved spoke and said to me, rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. For lo, the winter is past; the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth, and the time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth her green figs, the vine with the tender grapes give a good smell. Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. Christ, in the Song of Solomon, promises to speak to us, and as he says in our epistle lesson today, he speaks to us through and only through the words of Holy Writ. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. The Bible is not some dead letter, it is the living voice of our beloved, which gives us patience and comfort, and hope. So what does our beloved say to us? What are his words today? Well, they were just read, but what do they mean? It is as if our beloved is saying to us today, Rise up, come with me, dear Christian. You are mine, I am yours. Though your sins are great, still greater is my love for you. Come with me, you who have wandered long in this veil of sorrows, and come to your true city, which is in heaven. Where I am, there you are too. Do not worry, dear Christian. The winter of your sins is now over. The killing frost and the shroud of snow has vanished. No more must you walk in the bone-chilling and desolate wasteland of winter where your very footprints are swallowed up as if they never were. The shroud of snow is ripped away. The icy touch of death is banished forevermore because it is now eternal springtime, dear Christian. My death and my resurrection have brought the fragrant flowers of eternal life into your life. My blood, richer than the blood of tender grapes, gives a good smell for I am the aroma of life leading to life sweeter than any mortal flower and the rain is over and gone the tempest of God's wrath fell on me and me alone I endured the darkness I endured the clouds I endured the thunder and the lightning and now the dark night is over the pelting rain has passed sunshine now rains and the fig tree has now put out her green leaves when they are already budding you see and know for yourselves that summer is now near and that's the way it is with the kingdom of God which is drawn near to you through the word and through the sacraments dear Christian the time of weeping is at an end the dove, the turtle dove announcing the end of the judgment of the flood has now come to announce springtime and this is the holy spirit whom john the baptist promised this dove has alighted and it has remained on me that i might preach good news to you who are poor and so now is the time of singing a new song since i have done marvelous things i My Father's right hand and his holy arm have gained the victory. So sing, dear Christian, for the battle is over and it is done. I have won and I have conquered for you, and you are more than conquerors in me. So come away, my beloved, and rise up. Set your mind on things above, not on the things of this earth. Leave your dark, transitory bower and join me in the bright, everlasting halls of my Father. Forget your Father's house and your sin-laden people, for I greatly desire your beauty. In heaven's palace you shall be glorious to behold, and all shall seek your favor. For you are mine, dear Christian, and you belong with me in the heavenly places. So arise and come away. We have seen the power and the loving reassurance of our beloved, the Lord Jesus Christ. But the bridegroom also loves his bride, not only in strength and not only in speech, but he also loves his bride when he succors her. Because the beloved Lord knows the plight of his bride, the church. She's accosted by the great red dragon. She is hated by all men for his sake. By herself, she is poor, lowly, and defenseless. And through sin, she is lost and alone. So the Lord first loves her and comforts her by seeking her out, by finding his lost bride. Our text says, Behold, he stands behind our wall. He is looking through the windows, gazing through the lattice. Even though our sin is like a wall, setting up a barrier between him and us, we know that in his death and resurrection, he has broken down the wall of hostility and enmity between him and us, and between us and our fellow Christians. He himself is our peace. He has made one man out of two. And even today, he comes among us. He doesn't appear to us today as he will on the last day, when, I, when all eyes shall behold him when he comes in all of his glory. No, now we see him with the eyes of faith. He looks through the window and he gazes through the lattice, and we look back lovingly at him. Through the window of, the, of his word, we behold the Son of God by faith, who loved us and gave himself up for us. In the breaking of the bread that is, in Holy Communion, we behold him as through a lattice. Even today, Christ comes among us in love and in gentleness and in mercy through his word and through his Sacraments. And second, our beloved succors us by securing us. Our text continues. O my dove, in the clefts of the rock, in the secret places of the cliff, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Just as the Holy Spirit came as a dove to announce the coming of eternal spring, so too have we Christians become dove-like. By the power of the holy dove, We have become doves ourselves. By being a dove, we are forever attached to the Lord. We are now beautifully clothed with Christ's righteousness, having wings covered in silver and gold, a lovely face and a sweet voice. And through the power of this heavenly dove, we are now meek as doves. Through the power of this heavenly dove, we are now harmless in our simplicity. And through the power of this heavenly dove, we are now united as a flock in the kingdom of our beloved. And our beloved secures us like he would a dove. He hides us in the secret places of the cliff. The church found no abiding resting place in the cleft of Sinai. That terrible fiery mountain is only in Christ, the rock who was smitten. That is the rock where we find our abiding, hiding place. And the wind and the rains and the storm may smash against this rock time and time again, but we shall remain and stand secure. In Christ, our rock and our salvation, we have a secret and secure sanctuary that no one can ever take from us. The bridegroom, Christ, loves his bride, the church, and he loves her in strength, in speech, and in succor. And so knowing this, let us take patience and comfort in these trying times. Though the world is ending, we need not fear. We will patiently endure all manner of evil, knowing that our bridegroom comes in love and in power. We take comfort in his words, written for our learning, which both seek us out and secure us in the cleft of his hand forever and ever. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.